We're back. Double cover, double cover, double cover. Mama, we made it. The network picked us up. Well, we're like established. We, we need the signs that says like clap, cheer, laugh. J-Mac here, D-Mac to the right. Welcome to double coverage. Mama, we made it. What's up, everybody? We're back. Double coverage with the McCordy twins. I'm your host, J-Mac. My sidekick over here to my left. D-Mac. D-Mac. I'm here, man. I'm not really a sidekick. I'm more like the run of everything, but I just let you start it off because I'm, I'm very respectful. As you guys know, we're here weekly on Nesson. In addition to that, you can find our podcast if you want to see the video version on YouTube. The audio version uh, is on iTunes. And as always, keep up with us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that stuff at McCordy Twins. And as always, you can check out our website, McCordyTwins.com. And obviously, we're coming back off a long trip um, and, and it's always tough because it leads into that next week. Now it just is longer. You know, we play Sunday night, you get back Monday morning around 8 a.m. So it's always a tough transition. But um, this is obviously even a bigger one coming back off uh, what we went through. Obviously a tough loss, but uh, a lot of our prayers and our heart is with our guy, James White and, and his family um, of what they're dealing with. And, you know, you can tell a, a lot of guys in the locker room. Uh, was just feeling for him and just wanted to show that they loved him. Um, so we, we still continue to pray for him. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, definitely uh, tough to deal with. And there's no words that you can say to somebody to help them through that. Uh, the, the best thing you can do is just be there for him. So uh, James knows we're here and his family knows that uh, myself, Devin, and the rest of our team are going to be there to support him. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, one of the things that was cool to see for us, um, I think as teammates, as brotherhood, is just going out there and competing. Without a doubt. Um, you go, obviously, across the country, you're playing against a really good football team. Um, and we talked about it all week, which is, is kind of crazy. We talked about these games historically against Seattle come down to the last play or two. Mm-hmm. And we're like, it's ups and downs. We jump out, obviously, to seven zip the lead. Courtesy come, of your pick six. I like it. Pound me up. Yes, sir. And then they come right back, march down, score. Then we take a 14. It was just back and forth. Yeah. And even as they, you know, probably people were watching, like, man, Seattle's running away. We still give ourselves a chance. And I would say as a captain and as a guy who's been here for a long time, that was exciting and good to see, I think, from a team aspect. Yeah, and I think early on in the season, you're still figuring out your identity as a team. You're trying to build that, and you're trying to come together. You know, in my this is my third year here, and this is the most change we've probably had. So you're going into a season with a new quarterback, a lot of new receivers, some new guys on defense. And I think that game Sunday night kind of proved to ourselves, hey, we have the fight, we have the wherewithal. Uh, there's going to be, obviously, a ton of corrections from that game. Uh, I know myself, I wish I'd played better, and I know that there's a lot of guys that will look back and say, hey, I could have did this. I could have done that. So I think we just have to continue to work, continue to improve. And we have what it takes in our room to be the team we want to be. Uh, now it's just going to be how fast can we improve and how fast can we get down on the field on Sundays. And how, how much sleep did you get last night? What, what are we working with? Right now uh, I'm working I mean, on... I mean, how much sleep did you get after the yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, right now I'm working on three hours and 15 minutes, so... My eyes, you know how you get that hurt in your eyes when you feel like they've been open too long? That's what I'm dealing with. When, when you take those trips, can you sleep on a plane? Did you get any sleep no, on No, it's tough, man. Uh, I watch, I'm watching TV shows like uh, on Amazon Prime, The Boys. I watched the first season and the second season. Random Netflix movies. Um, just trying to f- watch something. I watched Bombshell on the plane, too. That was actually a pretty good movie. I didn't watch that. But for anybody, if you're looking for a new show, Amazon Prime, The Boys... 
It's, it's pretty solid. Don't worry about what it's about. Just watch the first episode. Unless you're a kid. It's, it's probably rated R. Then you don't watch it. But as you guys can see, what I'm repping today, a little Rutgers action. You yeah, know? Big, big Ten football is back. This whole college football thing is, is, <laughs> is crazy. Like We're not playing football. That's final. They said we're not playing football. But That's everybody else is. That's what the Big Ten said. But then everybody else is. So now we have to play they were because like, everybody else is playing. So should we just lose all this money or should we jump back in and play? Let's make some money. They're playing. So Rutgers will kick off the season. Funniest thing in the locker room. Shalit Calhoun, Brian Hoyer, Michigan State guys. Never say a word in the locker room about sorry Michigan <laughs> State. They don't have anyone to talk. Trash to... Only thing every once in a while when basketball season pops up, they might say something. Soon as the, the uh, schedule comes out, I'm in the uh, cafeteria. Hoyer's like, well, we got Rutgers first game. <laughs> I'm walking out of a meet and Shalik turns around. Oh, what you want to do with that Rutgers game? I'm like, fellas, like, let's we, take we, a chill pill. Yeah, Rutgers, we're just trying to get back, man. Shiano's there. We're trying to figure some things out. So it may be a, a abbreviated season where as alum, we kind of just stay low and we just let it build up for the future seasons. I don't know. I, I think I'm getting into some early trash talking. Like, I like us versus Michigan State. You, well, know? That's, you, you talk trash. That's all you do. So I mean, yeah. So, like, we'll see how it goes. We got a, I got a good inside connect uh, with some of the coaches there. Play football with them at <laughs> Rutgers and in the NFL with some of those guys. So what, what was crazy, speaking of the NFL, was this past Sunday, there were a ton of injuries that went on. I mean, I felt like San Francisco had – a quarter of their team go down with injuries, starting with the quarterback, Garoppolo, uh, Bosa, uh, Solomon, um, Morstad ended up getting hurt. There was just so many guys uh, that got hurt. And then. I, don't, I don't know if you've seen uh, sticking to that game. Armstead came out and said there was something wrong. Like, he complained about the field yeah. at MetLife. He was, wow. um, And then the NFL came out today and said each field is tested before yeah. the season starts. And then it said it's tested – I want to say it says 72 hours before the game, game to make sure. And they said it's it's up to par. And, you know, for the last couple of years, that's been a, even an argument of are those guidelines and yeah. those, uh, what's the name, Good those enough. standards even high enough to put our professional athletes on yeah. those fields. So and injuries happen, but like as you read those names, Barr, Torres Peck, Hooker, Torres Achilles, Sutton, the ACL, Bruce Irvin in our game, an ACL, yeah. Locker, Collarbone, like, it was just like Major you're, injuries. you're watching. You're like, these guys are going to be out for a while. Yeah. Tavon Young, um, the corner from Baltimore, Baltimore, who was hurt before, comes back. And he tore his ACL yesterday. Man. Anytime you see some of the league's best go down, uh, I think as a fan and even as a, a player, you just hate to see that. you know. And I think a lot of this started off kind of with Von Miller um, mm-hmm. before the season when he got hurt. Um, but... It's what we talked about, you know, going into this season. We had no offseason, no preseason games. But even bigger than preseason, we had this, like, abbreviated kind of training yeah. camp where it was all like, you know, we're going to build up, but we're not going to add time. time. So um, it, it's, it's been very interesting to just kind of figure out how this is going to play out. Yeah. But I think in the beginning, everyone knew we would have more injuries than previous years. And speaking of health, I mean, you look at uh, college football. I saw Dominique Foxworth talked about it uh, on TV. College football is coming back, but he said, who's there advocating for the players? 20 years from now, the backup offensive lineman who maybe got COVID during this time, because we got to assume 
a lot of the college players have COVID when you hear Coach O and LSU say, hey, our whole team got it. So hopefully everybody's good now and they won't get it anymore. Although he that's say, not what, he didn't say good for their health. He said good that they, they won't, won't miss any game. But he did let us know that he's not a doctor. So that was important. But it's just you, you hear Foxworth's words and it's just like it's so true. That backup player that maybe 20 years from now is still dealing with the aftermath of getting COVID during this time. Is, does he get any type of medical care? Is there anybody that's going to take care of his bills? You know what I mean? Is there a workers' comp for him? No, yeah. because he's an amateur and he's a student. So I think it's awesome. With the words he said were, were so true. It's awesome to see football back. There's so many kids chasing their dreams. There's so many fans that love the game. But you just got to try to make sure. I mean, when you hear colleges say almost our whole team got it, and we're playing football right now, and we – haven't had a guy get yeah. it and we've been doing it for weeks it's kind of scary you know yeah and i guess we'll kind of see how it all works out because i think even when you ask these kids like they want to play football play. and i think in our society and in sports usually something happens to then create some type of new format so i'll be interested to see obviously the players won't have a players union like mm-hmm. we have but will they build some type of bridge or advocacy for players to have just some type of representation that someone can say hey you know these guys are young let's give them a voice and give them someone that can help them and help them kind of get through and pave the way with some of these tough decisions dad what you got what better than when you talk about keeping it awesome than picking a prime time player (laughs) we're going with Deion sanders announces a new jackson state head football coach and in true primetime fashion, if you didn't check this out, you got to jump on the computer and Google it. But he came in full police escort, came in in the back of the SUV. Everybody gets out. They open his door. He gets out his kids, his uh, wife with him, holding hands, uh, gets up there for the introductory press conference. And it's cool to see because he goes, he starts his career off going to uh, HBCU, a school that, you know, maybe he starts to bring some top recruits mm. in there. But who wouldn't want to play for prime time, especially if you play in the secondary. So it'll be interesting to see. I think that was a good thing. He's talked about uh, coaching at the college level for a while. So it's, it's great as a player to see him get that opportunity. Without a doubt, a lot of players going to college playing football with the hopes of getting to the next level. Uh, who better than a guy that did it at the college level and then a Hall of Fame player, a guy that has continued to do it and has continued to be in the spotlight. Uh, he can obviously pass on a lot of information uh, to the younger generation. So Definitely. So good luck to you, Prime Time. But without further ado, we want to get right into this. We have your Twitter questions of the week coming up right here. Yeah. Uh, what is it, Mr. Nineteen Eighty Six? When looking at tapes and wanting to correct an error, how do you approach a correction when the error wasn't yours? Yeah, and I think this is key because whenever we talk about breaking down the film, we watch it and we watch it all together. So we're not just correcting a Jason McCourty mistake or a Devin McCourty mistake. We're correcting a mistake that's gonna happen again, but. In football, most of the time, it won't be you again. Mm-hmm. It'll be somebody new at that role. So um, it's not about like me telling you you're wrong. It's about as we're watching this film, we're all watching. And it's like, hey, as we teach off of it, it's for the whole room. And a lot of times, like in our room, the corners and safeties are together. But something could happen to a corner. And 
the corners might all be listening, but the safeties need to be listening yeah. too because that can happen to them in our different defenses. Sorry about that. Yeah, different defenses. I think that's a good point. It's not anything personal. It's just trying to continue uh, to improve as a team. Yeah. Our next question is from Patriots POV. What were you guys interest in, interested in as kids other than football? Uh, I would say basketball, video games. Uh, in school, I loved math, science, uh, probably the same for him. Um, but, yeah, I think for us, we love sports. So uh, it wasn't just football. We were out in the backyard playing kickball, wiffle ball, tag, uh, anything where we can be active, we were all about. But some of our most competitive uh, matches came in one-on-one basketball. We literally would play one-on-one basketball until it ended in a fight. Our mom uh, broke it up because it was getting too physical. Uh, we wouldn't keep score. We would just go back and forth at each other. And uh, second to that was video games. Um we wouldn't break a controller because if we broke a controller, we knew we weren't getting another one. But those video games would usually end in fights as well. And uh, having twin boys, we said on the show last week, mom always said if we fought, it was definitely going to end with her being the winner of the fight. So we learned how to keep it kind of Yeah, and, and I would say one thing uh, that we didn't have a choice. One of our biggest interests was schoolwork. Uh, because we were those kids in the neighborhood when we got home from school and everybody went straight outside to play. Our mom stopped us at the door and was like, nah. finish all your homework and then you can go outside. So A's um, or B's or you don't play in the game. So that was always an interest for us. We didn't have much of a choice. If we did, we would have went straight to video games or straight outside. Um, and one other thing I'll add in there was riding our bikes as kids. Yeah, my uh, oldest has just learned how to ride her bike uh, without the training wheel. So. Okay, that's a big step yeah. for dad. Yeah. Right? Owen's mind. It's a simple question. White or blue jerseys? I'm going to go to new blue jerseys. Oh, I'm always the white jerseys. Well, why I say this is a couple years ago, Thursday night football, we're in Tampa. We throw on those same white jerseys that we had on. Maybe they're like a little different, but we threw on the white pants. I felt so fast that night in South Florida running around and all white. But now we did white with the blue pants. Still cool. But, but not the same. The all blue is just, you can't go wrong. I'm still hoping... For all blue, the royal blue jerseys to bring that out. Well, the blue with the silver, like, I, I want to see that. We're going to preview next week. We got the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas. Coming in town. Uh, hopefully, they'll be coming in town straight off the slot machines and gambling and be a little tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll have, West a, Coast trip. we'll have a tough matchup coming here um, at home against a team that has really gotten off and played good football so far in this early part of the season. Um, I think what all teams are trying to do, and over the last couple of years, I think people have talked about them being a younger team, and they've surely built through the draft or free agency. Mm-hmm. When you look at guys like Ruggs and Waller, um, and then with Jacobs, um, they have some younger guys that have come in, and, and even Joyner bringing him in, you know, mm-hmm. been in a winning situation a little bit, and, and been around some other, you know, good cultures in San Francisco. So um, just trying to make sure we get all that stuff going and figuring all of that out. Yeah, and I think, like you said, too, uh, we're both coming off long weeks. You know, we took a West Coast trip all the way to Seattle, then you had to come back. You have that kind of sluggish Monday where you get back early in the morning. You got to work through it uh, throughout that week to get ready now for the game coming to Sunday. Then having played Monday night, then having to make a West Coast trip like we did last week, it's a longer week for them as well. So uh, a lot of things come into play in this game. For us, obviously, we're coming off a loss. So this we want this to be our bounce-back game. You know, We want to get back on the winning side. We got to, like you always say, we got to refuel the tank and be able to unleash it 
on Sunday. So uh, that's that's the plan for this week. And we got to get to know these guys too. You know, it's a team that we don't get to play often. I think when's the last time you guys played against them? I think 2017 in Mexico City. Yeah, and how many of those guys are the same? It's like a totally different team. You know what I mean? I even look at like a guy like CP Cordero Patterson was on their team, mm-hmm. and like he was a guy we talked about a lot. Marshawn Lynch was the starting running back mm-hmm. on that team. Um, so it, it's just different. Jared Cook was a starting tight end. These mm-hmm. are all. Really good players, you know, uh, CP ended up coming playing for us the next year. Um, but it just shows, you know, in this league. Oh, I was a part of it in Tennessee. Where you get a new head coach, you get a new GM. And for them to have John Gruden there, just got Mike Mayock. So when those things happen, they want to get their players and the guys that they believe will change the franchise around and get it going the way they want to get it going. So obviously this is a kind of a new team. They just moved, just built a whole new stadium in Las Vegas. Our guy Trent Brown is there as well, uh, one of the highest paid offensive tackles. So it'll be good. It's always fun to compete against guys that you play with. So that'll definitely well, uh, you, be fun on Sunday. Your, your quarterback will be there, your former quarterback. Yeah, my guy Mariota. Yeah, Super Mario is what they call yeah, him, Yeah, right? man, ton of respect for that guy, man. He does it the right way. So. Yeah, so and, and we didn't mention, but it would be good to get back home. And um, I think it even makes us one step closer to hopefully – having fans, you know, in yeah. our next home game. So um, I think we'll be excited, even though there won't be fans there. We know the excitement they have and they would have entering that stadium to try to get us that win coming off a loss. Yeah, definitely. Well, speaking about this past weekend, who would you say won and lost? You know what? I'm going to take who lost the weekend. I'm going to go with the NFL and not because anyone specifically did something in this case, but but just because of the rash of injuries that we saw take place last week, uh, major injuries to major guys, you know, Saquon Barkley, uh, Bosa, guys that um, are superstars, that the fans are all wearing their jerseys in the stands. Uh, you hate to see it. And I just feel like so many people dropped the ball, you know, uh, COVID hitting in March, us not really having a plan until sometime in June, July. Uh, there just wasn't enough of a sense of urgency to figure this thing out. So that way we could have had a more normal training camp. And who knows? I can't directly finger point and say, hey, that's the reason there are yeah. more injuries. But you can kind of say that, hey, this may have something to do with it. Definitely. And 2011 showed us when there was no offseason as a lockout, injury spike. Yeah. This was even worse because no we had no offseason and, and you had nowhere yeah. to train because everything was closed. Yeah. So we knew there would be a spike, but this is always tough to see. And uh, I'll go into who won the weekend. If you got your computer, if you got your cell phone, Trayshawn Willis, a high school quarterback with one arm, scored six touchdowns Six in the game. touchdowns. Three through the air, three on the ground. And it was impressive to see. His, he's a righty guy. His right arm, he's throwing the ball. He has kind of a nub uh, a little above the elbow on the left arm. So he's in that shotgun. He's tossing it, moving around, scrambling, creating time uh, to find guys. And then when he does run, guys are kind of bouncing off him. He's a bigger kid, runs hard. Um, So it was cool to see. And like we always talk about, it's always about inspiring people after you. Um, And that's what Treshawn's doing. So That's what sports is all about, man. Please, if you have time, a young kid, just show him this video. Show him the article. Uh, the guy's doing great things. Athletes are doing so much more in our society. Who would you say would give your, get your more than an athlete award for this week? Uh, this week, Alabama's uh, women's soccer team player uh, by Taylor Morgan is her name. So it was a group of people who kneeled. Uh, players, the, and, players and uh, team managers. Yeah, uh, for Alabama soccer team. But I thought she was very interesting because she's biracial and she spoke about she took a knee for her reasons. It had nothing to do with the flag or the military says she has a, a, a brother and a father who served in the military. And she said she took a knee for them because they are black. And she says she understands 
how being biracial, she sometimes has different privileges because of one side of, of who she is. So um, I thought it was very interesting. A lot of backlash. Yeah. Um, but no surprise, Mega Rapino, Sydney LaRue. Um, Sydney LaRue Dwyer. Dwyer reached out and, and let her know that they uh, she had their support. Um, so it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, our women's soccer team has been leading the way on a lot of things. You know, they're not afraid and to stand WNBA up. And our WNBA. For sure. Shout the, out the to women. women. The women in our country are not afraid to stand up uh, for what they believe. And I think that's awesome for two players of that statue to show their support to a younger generation. Uh, that's what it's all about, man. Megan Rapino can do no wrong. Can do I no mean, wrong. Girlfriend Suberg. Kick game, she kills. So, yeah. uh, elite, elite couple right there. Definitely, definitely. Well, appreciate you guys tuning in uh, with us for another week right here on Nesson. And as you know, every week you can find us here. And in the meantime, you can go on YouTube, iTunes, check out our podcast, and keep keep up with us on all the social media platforms. So, appreciate you guys for tuning yeah, sorry in. Sorry, no guests this week. The long week and everything threw us off, um, but. Shoot us a quick uh, uh, at. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Tell us who you would like to see, um, and we'll try to get them on. Yep, sounds good. See you guys next week.